0: Hey, Chris from the Mighty Decibel here. Welcome back. Uh, it's time for another episode of our Hidden Gem series, uh, where we look at albums that aren't getting enough attention, and in, in my opinion, uh, specifically, we're going to look at uh, ten hard rock comeback albums. So, for every. Um, Perfect Strangers, Deep Purple Reunion that captures the attention of the masses. (laughs) There are probably 10, 20, 30 uh, comeback albums that are ignored. uh, And that's what we're going to be looking at today. And we're going to start off with Nazareth. So in the uh, mid-70s to the late 70s, uh, Nazareth was able to fill arenas uh, headlining. Uh, on the strength of albums uh, like uh, Loud and Proud, Razzmanaz, and Hair of the Dog. Uh, But then uh, come the 80s, early 80s, they ran into trouble. Uh, While Malice in Wonderland uh, was uh, somewhat of a success in pockets of North America, I was here in in my native Toronto, Uh, it was unquestionably the follow-up, Fool's Circle was a dud. Uh, so in 1982, when the band came back with 2 XS, uh, I thought for sure, okay, this is gonna put them back in arenas. a uh, really strong album. It had uh, tons of variety. It had uh, some hard rock, some metal, um, rock and roll, some light fare, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so which, which isn't that surprising for a Nazareth album, but the quality of the tracks was amazing here, the last great uh, Nazareth album in my opinion. Unfortunately, it was ignored. British Boogie king Status Quo Call of the Day after their 1983 record Back to Back, uh, but then came back uh, after winning rave reviews for opening up Live Aid. Uh, Unfortunately, the first three albums that were generated after the reunion, uh, In the Army Now, Ain't Complaining, and Perfect Remedy, all either terrible or not very good, uh, tarnished their hard rock image, Uh, Timid, Tame, Uh, comes to mind when I think of those three albums. So it was great to hear 1991's Rock Till You Drop, uh, which was a partial return to form. Uh, Mixed their standard uh, boogie stuff with uh, outright rock and roll ditties. But once again, uh, it didn't really capture the uh, attention of the Europeans. Of course, it was ignored in North America, as all their albums have been. Some seven years after the demise of Molly Hatchet, uh, guitarist Bobby Ingram resurrected the band uh, with Devil's Canyon, that was issued in 1996. Uh, so the only original member here for this album was uh, vocalist Danny Joe Brown. Unfortunately, he uh, became ill during the recording, so he's only on on um, a few of the tracks here. The rest of the vocals done by Phil McCormick. Uh, so. Uh, Devils Canyon uh, sticks to the Southern Rock roots that the that Molly Hatchet laid out. However, they toughened up the sound, uh, much heavier than their previous releases, uh, seemingly perfect for the '90s. Uh, so while it was embraced in Germany, where this was recorded, it was ignored in North America. career mega success the cult uh, drifted uh, out of the limelight Uh, but then in 2001 the band issued beyond good and evil some eight years after their previous unsuccessful album so while this album uh, uh, beyond good and evil isn't perfect I thought it was strong enough that it would pull the punters back and put them back into the limelight not so ted nugent put his solo career on hold so that he could join the damn yankees supergroup. Uh, but after that entity folded a few years later he tried to revive his solo career with the 1995 spirit of the wild which was universally panned <laughs> i shouldn't say universally though because I, I don't pan it i think it's an okay record uh, regardless though seven years later in 2002 out comes crave man and wow, what a direct hit this one uh, is uh absolutely stunning record here uh this was back to the rip snorton nuge of old uh, tons of intensity amazing guitar work if there's only one album that you reach for because of your uh, joining us for this episode this should be it <laughs> Fans were left depressed in 1986 when Aussie Ruffian's Rose Tattoo retired from action. However, 16 years later, in 2002, uh, the band rose from the ashes to create pain. Uh, so, while certainly not their best album, uh, it still uh, shows that the band is vital and hard and worthy of your attention. Uh, the response? Crickets. Yeah! Cheap Tricks sullied their names in the 80s and 90s by whoring themselves to radio. Uh, personally, I just shrugged it off because up to then I w- wasn't a fan of the band. Anyway, I knew some of the songs, but I wasn't a huge fan. That was until 2006 when the band issued Rockford. Uh, so uh, there's some dud tracks on here, uh, but man, there's a lot of top, uh, top flight material here uh, to be found. Uh, So much so that it's ignited an interest in the band uh, that I've had ever since, uh, some four albums and 16 years later. And please tell me how this next track didn't become a radio hit. Schenker drove the good name MSG into the uh, dirt with some 80s and 90s albums that were frankly not very good uh, with and without Robin McCauley. However in 2008 Gary Barden returned to the fold uh, for the surprisingly strong In the Midst of Beauty. Uh, now this one has tons of memorable uh, hooky hard rock tracks here with Barden's inimitable uh, warble vocals Cool stuff. Check it out.
1: I picked a place to call my home. The baddest choice. I'm still alone, but here. Trash the place the night before. Next to neighbors on my door. What do they say? Hey, just one, the competition. Maybe it's time in the old tradition. Maybe it's time to be on a mission
2: now.
1: Was invited for one drink. A little longer than you think. Now we start to. I'm still alive
0: to my brother's chagrin after multiple attempts at uh, getting me to love this band. <laughs> i always ignored uriah heat finding them to be uh, pretentious and too proggy for my taste that was until the 2000s where the light bulbs gone off for me and it was specifically 2008's wake the sleeper were they referring to me <laughs> um, anyway, that album just chock a block with memorable hard rock and uh, amazing vocals from Bernie Shaw. This is a kick ass and entertaining record. <laughs> To our tenth and final album of our list here. It's the Rods with their latest album from 2019 Brotherhood of Metal. So the band originally folded in the 80s uh, never quite being able to make it to the big time. They were uh, opening act for some uh, for some major tours but never quite getting past that uh, similar to uh, Canada's Anvil. So, however, it was great to see that the band came back to action, uh, reformed in uh, 2001 with Vengeance, uh, which was a good record. But the 2019, the Brotherhood of Metal, in my mind, is the true comeback record. Uh, so um, from a sound perspective, it was uh, traditional metal a la the, the Rods, as only the Rods could do. But here they uh, filled out the band's sound with some background keyboard embellishments. That's some good stuff.
2: He's the Tyrant King!
0: So that's it thanks for joining us and remember to check in on monday for our next new release monday episode uh, this time we're going to be looking at march and april hard and heavy releases and as usual check out our website www.themightydecibel.com have a great one